Hi friend, it's 2020. If you're anything like me, this year has been hard. Have you had days that feel confusing, disappointing, or just totally overwhelming? Especially in times like these, and really no matter what life stage you're currently in, do you find yourself looking for something real? Do you ever stay up late at night wondering if there's more to this world than the chaos in your social media feed? Maybe like me, you wonder about things like restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. And truth, I am on an imperfect journey of pursuing Jesus Christ and what it looks like to find those things in a relationship with Him. It's a journey I committed to years ago when I dedicated my life to following Christ, and it's a journey I invite friends to explore with me, even if, and honestly, especially if you're just not so sure about Jesus. So for those who are wandering, wondering, skeptical, or just need some encouragement, we all need encouragement these days, don't we? This podcast is for you. Please come along with me as we journey together towards finding something real. Welcome back to the Finding Something Real podcast, friend. This is your host, Janelle Wood, and I'm so thankful that you're back listening today. This one, today's episode, is a very special bonus episode. I like to think of it as a special gift, um, primarily because the holidays are upon us, and if you're anything like me, you're probably already starting to think about Christmas and all the stuff to do between now and December 25th. And to be honest, friend, uh, no matter what life stage you are in right now um, and how much is on your to-do list or not on your to-do list, This holiday season for me, I'm just going to share for me, it's been a little harder to get excited about. Uh, I find myself irritated watching holiday movies where people get to breathe each other's air and innocently, innocently grab items from the buffet table without panicking about germs or viruses. I find myself feeling sentimental for people that I miss the most this time of year. And I see my kids adapting, but inside I sometimes hurt for what this year has taken from their childhood And that's just real life. I don't know your story. I don't know who's listening today, but I'm guessing that this year has been a little different for you as well. So today's guest, she reached out to me and said she had a book coming out this month called Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke. And I thought, well, that sounds pretty great. And is it really a gift I don't know. I'd like to know more about it. She is a wife, mom, world traveler, and passionate about sharing the love of Jesus Christ with others. That is a gift. Welcome, Jennifer Elwood. Jenny, welcome. Thank you, Janelle, for having me on your show. I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, I'm so excited you're here, and I can call you Jenny, right? Absolutely. Cool. So tell me, did I miss anything really important in that intro, something that you want people to know about you before we get started? Um, just that this book did not happen overnight. (laughs) This was a labor of love that has expended for three years almost now. Um, so I just feel like that sometimes that little tidbit of the story is important because I think sometimes as mothers and, um, you know, people that are in charge of our families that we can look at someone else and go, oh. Well, they did, you know, and, and start comparing. And so I just want you to know that this has, this has been a long journey 
and um, burst out actually from kind of a little error on my part <laughs> a few years ago even. Um, but I am just so excited to share with you uh, everything that the Lord has done in bringing this message to the world this year. Mm-hmm. I love that. And even those who aren't moms uh, can relate to mm-hmm. that comparison trap, right? I heard somebody the other today the other day uh, refer to it as the compare snare. And I think that Ooh. no matter what stage of so life good. you're in, <laughs> especially if you're a young woman listening to this, um, that can be a real issue. And uh, especially if you have dreams of someday being an author, uh, I know I still do, you know, and <laughs> sometimes you can be like, whoa, she's doing it. Um, but I love that you added that. Jenny, how can people find you after today's program? I, I love to put that in the beginning so people know where they can look for you. And I'll be sure to put it in the show notes as well. Perfect. Um, well, you can purchase the book on either uh, paperback or Kindle at amazon.com. And um, on my website, which is jenniferelwood.com, there are, there's a link to purchase the book. There's some freebies um, for subscribing to the blog. There is a special recipe book that helps count up to Christmas as well that you can download. Um, and on Facebook, we'll be doing the study in a group called by the title of the book, Counting Up to Christmas, 24 Gifts from the Gospel of Luke. And on Instagram, I'm at um, a place called Peacock Sojourning. Um, and Sojourning is spelled S-O-J-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, just in case. Um, and, I'm, and I'm also on Pinterest as well at um, Peacock Sojourning as well. Okay. And what was your uh, website? Uh, www.jenniferelwood.com. Awesome. And Peacock Sojourning, what, what is the significance <laughs> of that? Because it's so unique. What, it, what does it mean? It is. Um, so when I started writing, I thought, well, what am I going to write about? And I realized that um, as I traveled um, a few years ago to places that, you know, where the Bible stories actually happened, that... Um, I learned actually in Rome about the significance of peacock feathers and um, that peacocks represented um, that actually they represent eternal life and they're used all over in churches as in a symbolic way. And I'm like, what, what? Oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I, I love birds and I've been a bird watcher for years. So that just really piqued my interest. And when I got to the point of starting a blog, um, I really enjoyed also the story about how peacock's feathers grow into, as they mature, they shed their feathers, but they grow in more beautiful every year. And so um, when I learned that, I thought, well, that's really our story, that Hmm. we're constantly shedding. Sometimes we're shed naturally, sometimes they are plucked out and it is painful. But the growth that God brings after that is beautiful and more colorful than it was before. So, yeah. And then the sojourning part. Um, That we are not permanent travelers here on earth. We're here for a short stay. Hmm. So it's really kind of, I don't know, God just kind of dropped this title on me. And I thought, well, I'm going to have to explain this, but okay, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) It's weird enough to get people's attention. (laughs) 
I think it's great. <laughs> so we're so we're here. We're we're here for a short stay, experiencing transformation of becoming more beautiful as we move through our lives. Mm, I love that. So you're here to talk about your new book, but before you do that, I always try to ask guests about their faith background because it's fascinating to me where people's passion comes from. Mm. So how did you become a Christ follower and why are you so passionate about sharing what he's done in your life? Um, you know, I, I think this goes back to like, it's a peacock sojourning story. <laughs> um, when I grew up, we regularly went to um, our local Catholic church and, you know, I really enjoyed the faith of my mother and my grandmothers and um, so felt like I had this relationship with Jesus as a child. But then as an adult in college, walked away from it and it just kind of went like, is this really real? I went through a really, you know, about 10 years of questioning. Hmm. And when I went through a divorce, which triggered an international move with an infant, I was pretty desperate. <laughs> and I remember hopping on a plane to get back home from London with a one-year-old that I had a little seat for, but he was too long for it. And just feeling like, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, through this plane ride and just prayed like, Oh Lord, on this, on this full plane, could you just make an extra, some extra room just somewhere, please, please, please. And looked behind me and saw two seats next to each other in the middle. And so as soon as they closed the doors, I was like, Oh my God gosh, there's two seats together. I went over, asked the man on the aisle, could we please sit there? And he said, oh, you need more room. Where, do you, where are you sitting? He took my seat hmm. on the bulkhead where you don't get a little table and you don't get your under, you know, the chair underneath you to put all your stuff. Um, and we had three seats. Hmm. And later I realized that third seat was not empty. And um, that began my journey back to the Lord. Hmm. So that's wow. where, that's where, um, and, and it's just gone forth ever since. And I think traveling to the places where my favorite Bible stories happened also really impacted me as well and just kind of gave extra um, encouragement that and, and really brought the Bible to life for me as well, which is, I think, part of why I decided to write a devotional with some, you know, light study components to it. Yeah. So, Jenny, I, I wanted to start by acknowledging something that is a fact um, and that maybe not everyone uh, knows about, but a lot of people don't read the Bible, even Christians. Um, yes. I think it's a Pew Research study, although I think there's been quite a few of these type of studies um, done. This one that I'm referring to, I think, was done in 2017 that revealed only about four in 10 professing Christians said reading the Bible is an essential part of what being a Christian means to them personally. 
And Mm. I'm guessing, I don't know this for sure, but there might be studies based on this as well, that there's probably a gap between believing something's important and actually doing it. Um, I was even thinking, I believe that eating healthy and exercising are an important component to a healthy lifestyle, but I'm pretty wishy-washy about actually doing those (laughs) things, right? So (laughs) So you've written a book um, that's all about getting into scripture. And for the person who's listening, who's just not sure about Jesus, I guess here's a, a deep faith question kind of going along with the series that we're doing right now. Why read the Bible and why read your book that's about scripture? Oh, that is such a good question. So getting reading the gospel accounts help us get to know Jesus. And it may be scary. It may not be something that you're like, Ugh, I don't, I don't want to open this dusty book sitting at the bottom of the pile on my, on my you know, bedside table. Um, but it, it helps you get to know him. Hmm. And I think, you know, we come at the Bible too with a lot of um, preconceived thoughts about Jesus that only really reading the words that he actually says can um, really open up the deeper truths behind um, Mm -hmm. his words. Um, You know, like I think Jesus has a um, reputation of not loving women. And if you open the book of Luke, you will find that that is not true. (laughs) He absolutely loves and honors women. He, in, he invites them into his inner circle when he is in their homes. Um, he has a huge following of women. Um, you know, I, I think that our, 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 the only way to really move past any hesitations that we have is to be brave enough to just open it and read a page and then read another page. And, um, and the way I, each, each day of my book, um, we open a gift of scripture. So you can read the whole thing, or you can read a small chunk too, and just read one verse and look at and see what deeper uh, meaning that that one particular verse has as well. And that can be a great way to introduce yourself to the good news that Jesus wants everyone to know about. Hmm. I love that. It's interesting that you said Jesus has a reputation of, you know, not liking women or whatever. (laughs) I've never thought of it like that because I haven't encountered that reputation. However, (laughs) there's a lot of other reputations that are attributed (laughs) to Jesus that just aren't true, right? And I think (laughs) I was talking with Yulia Garshagen from RZIM in Germany um, a few weeks ago And she was like, you know what, there's fake news out there about Christianity, about what it means to follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. There's so much that, um, and she was talking about in Europe, how, um, you know, there's a lot of apathy towards scripture and towards Christianity because people think they already know. They already know what's in there. They already have heard it. And unless, like what you're saying, unless you read it for yourself, (laughs) you really don't know. And the thing is, people cherry pick here and there what they want uh, Jesus to say. And if you only take certain things out of context, you can (laughs) you can really warp people's minds about 
who this Jesus is. So does your mm-hmm. book, tell me about your book. So does it go through each chapter in Luke? How does it, how does it go? So for each day, um, when you open up, like for example, chapter one, you open up and you see, oh, I'm supposed to read uh, the chapter, uh, chapter one of Luke today. And so you open your Bible or your, your Bible app or whatever you want to do, or, you know, read or listen to it audio. Um, and then um, we focus in on one verse. And, um, and or you can Google this. if you don't have a Bible. Yes, absolutely. There's absolutely. No <laughs> absolutely. Just type in biblehub.com, put in Luke 1, boom. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> um, and each day opens with an image that's meant to draw people into the story. And some of those days are the places that these things happened in Israel. And some of the days are works of art that I recreated in photography. Um, some One day, a friend of mine created a beautiful watercolor of Zacchaeus waiting in the sycamore tree in Jericho. Mm. Um, and, and so it's, it's kind of also a little bit of an art book because you open up and you start with a full page image. Um, and then you move on to um, a teaching that focuses on um, the scripture that day. And I don't offer it the same way every single day because I feel like in December, especially, we need something to keep us moving along through because Luke is, it, the chapters are long and, and they are very detailed. And so it's a lot of information to take in. But if we just focus on one little tidbit, um, that can really help open it up for us in our understanding. Um, and so there's a teaching that's a, pa- that's a couple pages long. Um, sometimes it's an explanation of maybe one of the words in the verse. Sometimes I've written a, a fictionalized account from the perspective of someone who would have seen the event happen that day. Um, and some days I ask you to just examine scripture a little bit more closely and look up a few Bible verses more so in the first half of the book than the second half, because I know the closer we get to Christmas, the less likely it is to uh, follow through with an actual full on Bible study. So, um, so, so it changes up a little bit each day. How long Uh, is a typical day of doing a study? I would say probably if you did all the components around 20 minutes, um, 20 minutes. Yeah. About 20. Anyone minutes. can do 20 minutes. I think, I think so. I think anyone can do 20 minutes. And then when you're done reading the little teaching, there's a prompt for prayer. Um, and then there's a little spot. If you choose, um, I'm calling this a practice of Christmas quietude where you think on and meditate on you know, the Bible verse of that day and just sit in the quiet Mm -hmm. listening for a little while. And there's some space um, in the, in the paperback to make notes. And if you decide to get the Kindle version, you can get a free (laughs) journal PDF on my website so that you have a place to keep your journal in altogether. It's really pretty. Um, And then I follow that up with a worship song recommendation and you can get those links on my website as well. Um, to just kind of bring it all together in sort of a multi-sensory way, because then you're, you're reading, you're, you're seeing, and you're listening. So we've got like three senses really involved and then 
some days also have recipes so you can get your taste involved as well if you want to. <laughs> or have got, somebody cook for you if you don't like to bake. <laughs> yeah. And then you got smells. So if you do the recipes, you got all five senses covered. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and so that's kind of the flow of each day. Yeah. And, um, and then there's a little bonus gift because um, Luke is 24 chapters long. So you begin with the birth of Jesus you end with the resurrection on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And then on Christmas Day, there's a bonus gift. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about this. Um, so you kind of alluded to the fact that this was a three-year journey and you yes. kind of had a little cliffhanger in some of the stuff you shared. So <laughs> real quick, um, tell me a little bit about that journey of, of actually writing this. So three years ago, I was leading an online Bible study, totally different uh, for my church. And as we led up to the beginning, uh, I thought, oh, you know, I don't forget to start reading Luke because that's something that I had been doing for several years before that. And it got to about December 10th. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I didn't even start. Uh. And I felt like, you know, I've been studying other things and that's great. So that year I read the entirety of Luke, the whole book in one sitting, I think the day after Christmas. And that was when it was like, oh, I really need to share this with people. Maybe is this the book idea that I've been pondering for all these years? Mm. And so thought, well, I'm feeling like maybe this summer I'll start listening to Christmas music and start reading Luke and see what happens. <laughs> and um, the first week of summer that year, we went to Disney World. And I, it, it was in my mind. Like I knew I was going to be starting this. And I thought, well, it's not going to be then because that's too crazy. Um, and so while we're in Florida, the kids start whining to me about, we don't want to go to this park this day. We want to go to the other water park, mom. And I'm like, I made all these fast passes for you at the last minute. Now you want me to cancel them. <laughs> and so I was having some drama, but I finally said, all right, let's go get your suits on. Let's have another day at the water park and get kicked out because of thunder and lightning coming in the afternoon. <laughs> right. And we walk in the door and I am so humbled because Christmas music is playing in my head and in my ears everywhere in the park all day long. And that evening when we got back to our hotel room and the kids were quieted and in bed, I opened my phone, went to my little Bible app and opened Luke 1 and started reading it. And by Christmas in July, which also happens to be my anniversary, I thought, well, when I get back from anniversary dinner, I'm going to open my computer and I'm not going to stop until I have something written. Hmm. And then by the first of the year, realized that I didn't really quite know what I was doing and started getting some coaching and joined some writer groups eventually. And it just kept going and developing until... Here we are three years later and mm. it's ready to be released to the world. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So this, uh, I think it's an important question. How do you feel like your book is relevant to people 
right now? How, mm-hmm. how can it help someone who's listening, who's feeling especially discouraged or just like, oh, I'm just so ready to, for this year to be over. It's been like, ah, you oh, know, yeah. the, H, the year from H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think? Um, yeah, you know, as I was getting ready to send this to um, a professional editor, because I, I self-published, so you have to do all this yourself. This was not a publishing house deal. Um, I realized that Corona was going nowhere. Mm. And all of a sudden it dawned on me like, oh my gosh, um, this might actually be really extra super perfect this year because the whole premise of the book is that spending time with Jesus every day is the best way to experience Christmas peace. Mm-hmm. And so um, I feel like this is, you know, God knew all of this. Maybe that's why it took me an extra year to figure it all out because it just needed to happen this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm finding that even though I didn't write it for a pandemic audience, um, that it really is resonating with people. Um, and I think it would probably any, any year, but I think especially this year where, especially where people are like, yeah, it's October. I already have my Christmas tree up. Like people are just ready to charge it up and fire it up. And I don't know if it's just because they're so excited for actual Christmas, but it just, or that it means that like once Christmas is here, there's only six years, you know, six days left in the year. And <laughs> I don't know, but, um, either, either way, I'm like, Oh, I don't quite feel so weird. This, you know, thinking about opening up my Spotify playlist, I put, I, I, I created a playlist for the book as well that has all the, um, worship links and some extra good stuff. Cause you can't have a Christmas playlist without, you know, the Muppets Christmas <laughs> album and the carpenters and <laughs> Know, How do people the, find that Spotify list? What's um, it called? It's called "Canting Up to Christmas" in the in the in the Gospel of Luke. Yeah. Okay. And your yeah. book is it available on Amazon? And yes. Okay. Yes, and the book is available on Amazon. Cool. And also available for purchase on your website. Is that right? Um. The there's a link to the there's book a link. on the website. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Um, yeah, it's interesting. One of my favorite passages in scripture is where Jesus is talking about not worrying. And then yeah. at the end of him going on about, you know, uh, don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> it's got enough worries of its own. Today's mm-hmm. going <laughs> to just worry about today um, or just focus on today. At the end, he says, you know, um, uh, seek first his kingdom and his mm. righteousness and all these things will be added to you. Um, you know, God knows the father knows what you need before you ask. Um, but if you focus on him, uh, all those other things that you, we want to focus on, you know, the things mm. that are happening in the world that we have no control over. Um, really, it just leads to this feeling of burden, chaos, despair, <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe copious amounts of chocolate. Oh, um, yeah. It's not, it's not healthy. But when we focus on the word of God, when we are digesting and um, mm-hmm. feeding on on the word of God, um, 
man, it nourishes our soul and it comes alive, right? The, the words of scripture are actually true. To seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, to seek him first and all these other things will be added and it's secondary, right? Mm-hmm. And so I love your book. I love the concept. I love that you're challenging people to get into the word and uh, 20 minutes a day, even if you're not typically a Bible reader and you know who you are if you're listening, whether you're a believer <laughs> or not a believer, listen, I dare you. I dare you to try um, this book or something like this. You know, I know I know not everyone can get a book these days, but this sounds like an excellent resource. Um, get into the Word of God and see what happens. I am guessing, I'm guessing because it's proven true in my own life and in the lives of so many people that I've had on this podcast and people that I know who are walking with the Lord, it changes you. It will change you and you'll find the words of God are true. So, Jenny, um, before I ask the one final question, do you have any practical resources or Bible verses that have helped you in your faith journey uh, that might encourage somebody who's listening right now? Oh, you know, as I have um, traveled through and created this blog, um, I I realized that I think it's 2 Corinthians 5.17 about... um, you know, that we are a new creation. Mm-hmm. Um, that has been a guiding force in my life. Um, actually, I, I just am realizing I have, an, I have another kind of interesting story about um, the Bible feeling real to me, even before I went to Israel. Um, I was starting to get nervous about going because there was a flare up and there were things happening. And I was like, oh no, is our trip going to get canceled? And do I even want to go? And oh, no. And I started um, finding feathers all over. I was like, what exploded in my house? But then they were like sticking out of trees and a friend found like a feather. I told her about the feather thing and she found a feather shaped rock (laughs) when she went to dig to (laughs) her septic for a new house. It was like, this is what I found. And I'm like, oh, what? Um, And I realized um, God was going to protect me no matter what. And Psalm 91, four just blazed forth in my mind um, that um, he is my refuge and that he is going to cover me with his wings Mm -hmm. and it's going to be my shield and rampart. And um, (laughs) that's some pretty amazing protection to have this one of the softest things in the world be like this bulletproof covering of over me so that no matter where I go I'm protected because the Lord is with me um and it doesn't matter what physically happens to me because spiritually I am taken care of no matter what and resting in that promise and that truth has been something that has guided my faith journey for certain for the last about five years. Mm. So what is Psalm, it's Psalm 91, four, Psalm 91, four. And what does it say? It says he will cover you with his feathers and under his wings, you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. What does rampart mean? You know, I looked it up and it actually is like, it's a particular, it's another type of shield. Um, it's like the, those big ones where they will, um, 
they'll take, they'll, they'll put them all in a row. And then you have this like massive protective barrier by um, collecting all the smaller pieces mm -hmm. and combining them together into one. And so, um, and even the word for shield in other, in other translations, um, I think, was it, what did I see somewhere? It was like, bulwark or bullard or something it's a it's the other the other one can also represent those huge those like it's a wooden it's a wooden um like plate that you hold in your hand that not only will deflect but you can also use it to strike hmm. and so um not only does god protect us but he also um gives us what we need in times of difficulty to um to to continue to move forward mm -hmm. um and so yeah um looking up the original words um what those what those words mean uh was extremely uh valuable to me in really understanding that that verse that's so good i love that i'll remember rampart from now on <laughs> it's such a unique <laughs> word i'm like mm. I remember like in the, you know, this will date me, but in the, you know, early nineties, like singing songs about that. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> they never tell you at church, you know, <laughs> you just sing it like, you know, <laughs> but you don't. So no. thank the Lord for Google. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Jenny, final question. The Finding Something Real podcast is about a journey towards restoration or redemption. Eternity authenticity and love. Those are all gifts that we can find in relationship with Jesus Christ. Which of those stands out to you the most in your life right now and why? Well, I'm going to pick the last two because <laughs> I think that true authenticity is the only real way to love someone fully and truly and deeply. Because if you're not really loving as your own self, um, if you're not being true to who you are um, in your identity in Christ, it becomes then very challenging to love people exactly where they are because it may be a very challenging place. Um, and, but it doesn't matter because our command from the Lord Jesus Christ is to love God and love your neighbors. And to do that from a fake place isn't, going to come across as love. Mm -hmm. It's going to come across as manipulation or something else that would just feel really yucky. So those would be the two that I would pick for sure. <laughs> yeah, I love that. It reminds me, um, Chris DeGrossier was on this podcast a couple months ago, and he was saying, you know, truth without love is like a hammer, and love without truth is like a marshmallow. And neither of those, uh, you know, it's a full thing. And if you love without authenticity, without truth, then it's either fake or it's phony, you know, and it's not mm -hmm. real love. Um, but if you <laughs> are authentic without love, <laughs> it can come across being <laughs> really harsh or, yeah. uh, you know, uh, it, it's, it's like the Apostle Paul said, like a clanging symbol. Um, yes. <laughs> it doesn't sound good to the world. But anyway, Jenny Elwood, thank you so much for being on here, sharing about your book. It's called K 
counting up to Christmas. 24 gifts from the Gospel of Luke. It's fantastic. You can get it on Amazon. I can't wait to read it. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be following along in December. I I definitely need it as well. (laughs) Uh, Until next time. Thank you, friend, for listening to the Finding Something Real podcast. This is a grace-filled, Christ-centered podcast for those who are wandering, wondering, or simply needing to be encouraged in their faith journeys. I hope you'll come back next week when I'll most likely be sharing a conversation with another guest about their journey towards finding something real. And if you're on Instagram, please come find me. On Fridays, I share Instagram Live podcast recaps at 11.45 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if you're over there on the gram, you can join me for some fun live awkwardness. (laughs) And finally, if you're someone who was encouraged by today's podcast, and you have friends who would benefit from hearing the story shared here, would you go ahead and share? You can do that by hitting subscribe, leaving a review, or sharing a link. Your telling others about this podcast helps bring other people along. And finally, just so you know, if you only remember one thing about this podcast, I hope it is this. No matter who you are or what you've done, Jesus Christ loves you, And a real relationship with Him is a treasure trove of restoration, eternity, authenticity, and love. He's offering that gift to you today. I pray you believe it.